Hello, and welcome to Nobody Meets Somebody. The podcast where two comedians who are currently nobody meet somebody who is famous. My name is Mary Picarazzi. And I'm Tanvi Darora. In today's episode, we got to talk to Anisha Madhawk. She's making her Hollywood debut with her movie, Bully High, that should be coming out shortly. In addition to being an actress, she's a dancer, a writer, a comedian, name it. She can do it all. Tanvir, did we not find that out? We did, but we also found out things that she cannot do, and I am really <laughs> excited to share that with you guys. But no, she was fun to talk to. This has been super, super cool. You'll check it out in the episode. I feel like it's one of these interviews that she may end up regretting when she becomes super famous and be like, I don't know who those people are, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> hey, we've got her permission to use this content. This is ours now. <laughs> no, she was absolutely fabulous. I'm, I have an open invitation to go visit, so uh, I may bring Tanvir. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, she didn't invite me, really. <laughs> she kind of did. I don't know. Look out. We'll see. We'll see. We can sneak you on board a plane. That's easy to do nowadays, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer the cat being in the cabin luggage than, than the main one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so normally we would do our uh, segment of nosy neighbors, but this week we have a new segment called Weird Facts. Tambir, I've got one it. for you. I got Go one ahead. for you that I've been itching to tell you. Tell me. I learned, because you're an Apple guy, I am not yeah. an Apple gal. We still do the podcast together, but surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly. But Steve Jobs used to soak his feet in the bathrooms at Apple. Okay, I don't see anything wrong with that. Okay, he would just go to the bathroom, open the stall, put his feet in the stall, in the bathroom, Uh in the water, in the toilet, in in the in the toilets, just. He would it would not be a norm, it would not be an unusual thing to see him because he always walked around barefoot. So even in conference meetings, he would put his feet on top of the tables. So his feet would be up there with, you know, everything that's on your feet. But he would go and soak them and wash them in the toilets with toilet water. Um I mean, I, I get I get how it is. It sounds absurd, but I'm kind of like on board with it. Like it, it, it is it's not that bad of a thing. He, if he was barefoot, his feet would get dirty. And There's, get... They make they make uh, uh, water cleaners. Like you can, he he owns Apple for heaven's sake. He could have bought the little foot cleaning thing that you can put in there. Not put your feet in a toilet where someone just dropped a deuce. See, that's what I've learned in my life so far. All the rich people have cut corners. They can, do not get rich, but just by spending on things like, oh, I need a fit. Food, foot, feet, foot, foot, feet, washer. A foot bath would have been the lowest amount of things that he could. You charge $800 for a phone? You can afford a foot bath, my friend. But then he opened the gates to buy any and everything. I think, no, I think that was a good move on Steve Jobs' part. I'm with him. I'm with him. Rest in peace, my man. Rest in peace. No, no. People leave comments. Blow this up because this is not okay. This is 100% not okay. This is disgusting. In fact, I think think when you flush the 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 swirl, kind of gives you like a nice jacuzzi massage kind of feel. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that tonight. Oh my god! I will, I will please, definitely. please take video of that. I want to put that up there just so I can be like, yeah, this is the crazy person I work with. I have a bathroom that's not that used, uh, so I'm gonna try it in that one. 
Not oh. that you, so you, just, you just don't have to go to the bathroom or just. No, 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 no. Oh, the one I had to go three bathrooms. The one that's not that used. Humble brag much. Okay. I'm going to edit this out. I don't want people to know. <laughs> but I'm going to use that one. And just, and just, but just think it. about it. He used a commonly, I mean, okay, working in an IT company, right? You have more men than women, statistically speaking. Right. Those bathrooms are all being used. He could have used his own personal bathroom, and he didn't do that. He went to the public bathrooms within the building. So those Wait, hold on, hold on. I want to fact check this before I even start do arguing. Do it. You fact check that. Are oh, you doing it right did, now? Did Steve Jobs wash his feet in the toilet? Um, he soaked his feet in toilet water as a stress reliever. According to his authorized biography, biography, biography written by Walter, written by Walter Isaacson, one of the tech gurus go to stress relievers during the early days of Apple to soak his bare feet in the toilet water. Okay, it's 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 a thing. It was a thing. A thing. Um, I want to see. I want to ask. I want actually to after this. I'm going to tweet Elon Musk because he's known as the new new Steve Jobs. I want to ask him what is his take and does he? Well, do he's known to answer your tweets, so yeah, that that makes sense to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he. I'm buddies with him. You remember he just sold his house. He has no place to stay, and I've had an extra bathroom. Hey, <laughs> seem like an opportunity. <laughs> but that's my oh. weird fact of the week. I read about this and I was like, "Come again? That's gross." I'm just saying, you charge eight hundred to a thousand dollars for a piece of phone that you just that, bro, bro, buy a bath, be done with it. That's I'll just let, I got no words. I have no words for that. I I, I do communicate with Steve Jobs occasionally. I ask him. <laughs> I'll bring it up when the time is right. You're going to hell for that one. I don't, I didn't even go that far. <laughs> It'll be easier to talk to him. Oh yeah. no, nope. Nope. Edit right. this out. All right. <laughs> this right. is like a great time to start our interview. Are you ready, Tanvir? I am super ready. Let's do it. Let's talk to Anisha. Hello and welcome. And Anisha, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. This is this is good. We are super excited about this. Uh, before we start, though, I would want to uh, meet my co-host, Mary Picarazzi. I would definitely yeah. want her to pronounce your name and see if she got it right or not. So let's do this. I think why? She can why? Do that. She why? Can do why, Tavir? Do so it. Do we it. Our lovely guest is Anisha Madhawk today. Oh my God. That, there you go. Look, I have one of the easiest brown names. You can't, that just won't work with me. You gotta have someone like, I'm gonna get that among. No, That's no, 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 no. Have a problem. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's my concern with that. I'm, uh, I think she got Anisha right. How do you pronounce her last name? The actual pronunciation. Tell me that. The actual, how, see, the problem is that I don't even pronounce my last name the way it's actually meant to be pronounced. There you it's go. Called, this is. Huh, okay, great. So my <laughs> last name is Madhok. Okay. And, and you're supposed to say it like Madhok. Depends where you are in India. Madhok, Madhok. But the thing is that. Um, I think the my my last name comes. Uh, it's a fusion because the Brits ruled India, so we were raped, right? They had to like rape one or two last names too. This is a Russell Peters thing, not my joke. Uh, but my last out. name is a it's like a British last name, Madhok, and I think it was something Indian. So you have Madhok, and then you have Chandhok and Gadok. So you can say Madhok. Okay, okay. I'm glad we just got that out of the way. 
that's how that's how we like to start our show with just upfront passive aggressiveness. Absolutely, Mary Picarasi in Tandir Aurora. Aurora. There you go. That's that's the right pronunciation of my last name, which no one ever does. But anyways, we want to ask you, how is the quarantine? How's the pandemic going for you? It's going like great it. for us. You like I it? I love it. I really love the pandemic because uh, I haven't met a single human being um, since May 29th, which is my birthday, outside of my family, of course. And I'm okay with it. Like, I'm surviving. And I think I'm, I think because this is where I get serious, even though it's a comedy podcast. But like, <laughs> there were people out here in this world controlling the world and now the pandemic has dropped their businesses and thriving artists who are you know hustling still on the rise are getting more opportunity to focus on themselves it's kind of like the higher power has sort of um given a sense of equality because like everyone's at home everyone's quarantined right so there's more opportunities for us with the digital realm and and over the past few days like some of my memes went viral so i'm like i'm chilling i'm having a good time i'm dancing i'm riding i'm doing podcasts with really cool people i love the pandemic the only bad part is you don't get to have sex but that's okay <laughs> fyi hey talk for like, yourself fingers are good <laughs> exactly you gotta love yourself too you know just saying. <laughs> that, that's good to hear, though. Uh, by the way, this is our first. Uh, the word that Mary asked me to use was transatlantic po uh, podcast session. I said transatlantic call. Transatlantic. Call. This is our first overseas call for the podcast. So we're excited about that. How? Uh, <laughs> so you're right now. You're right now in India. How long have you been staying in India? Because we know you were in LA for a while. Yeah, um, right. I've been in India since January. Okay. Right, like before the pandemic. Then I was in Israel, then I went back to India, and I was supposed to come back to LA in March, and then... <laughs> Things happened. <Oops>. Yeah. <laughs> but how has the pandemic been for you guys? Uh... You were not ready for that. You were ready to interview me, right? You were not ready. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been okay, but I mean, for, for stand-up comics right now, it's a kind of a void. Zoom doesn't quite do it for a stand-up audience and then not being able to go to a club. I mean, right now we have small clubs open with social distancing, but it's just not the same as having a full live rowdy crowd, you know, yelling out yeah. things in the middle of your set. Like that's just missed that. I miss, miss that. that too. Yeah. yeah. It was oh. fun for me for the first two months, I would say, because I really like being home and just working from home and not seeing a single person. Just like you said, I was kind of enjoying that. Then kind of depression hit. I'm like, okay, I need people. I really need people. As much as I hate human beings, I need them. I really <laughs> do. They kind of add to your life. So yeah, it's been, it's been hard. But I was just laughing because you're a Scorpio. So the things that you said. We're like both Scorpios. Oh my God. Should we just end the call now? Like, <laughs> no, no, stop. November, November, baby. I love Scorpios. You guys are just too mysterious, and <laughs> just I can't understand you guys. So. Um, yeah, I'm Batman, actually. <laughs> All right, this interview is going well. Uh, so, <laughs> Anisha, you originally were born in Kenya. Where would you call your hometown? Would you be would it be in Kenya or is it in Delhi or it's Delhi, but I, I feel like I feel very LA. You know, I've lived there for six years. I my personality, it's like 
until the age of 16 I was just like doing school and stuff and then 17 onwards my personality like developed I'm all of a sudden an actor a comedian a dancer a writer writer yeah LA you gotta write jokes (laughs) yeah you gotta you know so um I think LA is what I call home and I would love to live for the rest of my life but Delhi is my hometown Nice, nice. And of course, we we talked about this before we started recording, but you do speak six different languages. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay, so I got Hindu, Punjabi, English, Spanish, Urdu, and Farsi? Yes, and Hebrew. I'm oh, okay, I look at that, man. So, no Marathi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, you know. <laughs> do you just like learning languages, or is this something you would want to be able to perform in all those, like in different like roles and movies and things, or...? both i love i love languages uh i love uh, i'm a very curious person by nature and i'm always trying to figure things out and when i uh learned four languages by the time i was like 15 i was like great i want to crack more because this is very addicting and of course yes like perform and act in cinema that will require that like i have acted in uh, a ton of short films that mm-hmm. i have been required to speak in farsi so oh, wow that's yeah, crazy. like there's uh, there's a couple of them online, and uh, I think Farsi is uh, something that has really helped me because every time I went for casting, like people were like, "You're not Indian, don't lie to me. You're okay. Persian. I know. Like, stop it. I've been to Westwood. I love your food. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, so like, yeah. Do you get like, that a lot? This in this ethnically ambiguous type of yeah, feel? like absolutely. So I was uh, well, you know what Punjabis do actually have Persian roots so I can't really deny that but um you know you feel Indian you I've lived in New Delhi so you're more like butter chicken than (laughs) Fessenjun but um Fessenjun is like a Persian version of butter chicken it's just sweet so anyway I was like in this uh, marketplace in uh, Los Angeles which is like Persian Angeles it's in Westwood so everyone there is basically Persian and I was at this market and uh I was like and that time, my, my Farsi wasn't good. So the guy's like, why are you pretending? You should be paid out to be Persian. I'm like, no, 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 man, Persian me, Sam. I'm not Persian. You are lying. You should be paid out. We did not cause 9-11. Those were the Arabs. Persian is not the same thing as the Arab. I was like, Bali, Bali, you're right. I didn't want to argue. I was like, fine, you're right. <laughs> you just shouldn't argue with people who make your food. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> That's... A really good point. I, I cannot. I'm telling you that people spit. I have a lot of actor friends who work as like waiters, waitresses, and I cannot tell you how many times they've told me they've spat on people's food. So yeah, I'm not eating food when I go to LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't bother. Or just be nice. How you? How how hard? That's is that? hard. See, hard. That's hard to do. See. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what's the, what's the uh, weirdest moment you had, or uh, people confusing for a particular race, or the wildest race that you've been confused with? Is there a wildest race? Is that a, a good <laughs> question? <laughs> what the hell do I answer without the wildest race? Yo, yeah, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> wildest race. Um, because I was uh, born in uh, Africa and Kenya, I used that a lot in my resume, especially when I was in college, like trying to intern, you know, you have to for classes, credit. Right. So I used to be like, oh, so am I not getting this job because I'm African? Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. How does that go? How does that go over? Um, uncomfortable for the white person. 
definitely a revelation and epiphany for a few people. I, I do. I, I do that a lot, actually, because being Mexican, being the whitest Mexican you ever meet. Oh, it's the best, actually. I'm not going to lie. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. No, you, you get you pass off as white and you can enjoy the brown culture. Wow. Well, I had someone tell me it's like a secret identity. And I'm like, why is it a secret identity? It's like, well, because you get a pass with the white people, but then you're also Mexican. I'm like, but nobody accepts me. I'm not I'm not brown enough for the brown people. I'm not white enough for the white people. So we're in this little, a double life, you know. That's hence the secret identity, right? Exactly. Yeah. People be like, oh, you have, you're so Mexican. You're like, yeah, I made this Mexican personality especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like Tuesday and Thursday are Mexican. The rest of the day is on white. Something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Just during like, siesta oh, time. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. It looks like, it, according to my schedule today, I'm white. So maybe we can go <laughs> dancing if that's okay with you. I'm not sure if you can get in the club because you're not really passing for um, white uh, Ashley. Even their name's Ashley, but you're Mexican. Okay, yeah. I could see that time when you actually said that. They, I, did I didn't I didn't get the role because I'm, I'm African and the white person probably would have been like, oh, I actually don't see color really. I'm <laughs> like, I really don't see color. Like. The one colorblind person you find, yeah. Yeah, I waited like two minutes to t- uh, just get that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what talking to comedians is like. You know, we're always yeah, like, you have a joke, and then talking, we're thinking of jokes, and we're trying to interrupt each other, like trying to out not out talk, out joke each other. It's it's really funny. <laughs> so Speaking what? Of, okay, oh, go ahead. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. this is this is a question that I really I really want to know the answer to. So. Part of, of looking at your, you know, everything you've had online, um, I saw a vlog that you have where you're talking about your procrastination and how <laughs> your procrastination led your mom to start a uh, almond butter company. Mm-hmm. I had to know if that was absolutely true or was that sort of embellished? It's true. It's 100% true. So Droop is a company. For those of you that don't know, Droop is a company you can get on Amazon. We'll have a picture of it when we read when we edit this later. Uh, yeah. So tell us a little bit about that story for those of that are not familiar with it. So uh, I procrastinate a lot, but I guess like a lot of my ideas come out of procrastination. Like even if I have to text someone, right? I'll come up with jokes while, before I text them, and then I don't end up texting them, you know, and then people think I'm ghosting them. So that's been part of my journey. And um, I remember, oh my gosh, this seems like so long ago. Like I was, what, 19? I was supposed to do my assignment and I was just binging on almond butter. And I was like, what the hell am I doing in my with my life, you know? And I was like, mom, like, I uh, you got to make sure that there's almond butter when I fly out to India during summer break because I think I'm addicted. You know, you should be thankful I'm not addicted to cocaine or alcohol. <laughs> my mom's like, okay, she called up every like um, supermarket and they didn't have almond butter. And all I thought was almond butter in my life, you know, I would be in class and I'd be like, when can this class end so I can eat almond butter, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It was a serious problem. It actually led to a lot of health problems too. So it was serious, but like the addiction was real. So my mom was like, holy shit, there's no almond almond milk or almond butter company. So I'm just going to start one. And I was like, you know what? Go for it, girl. Because you're hella like just free and you're just always like calling me like how are you doing Anisha? what's going on i miss you i miss you come on i'm like mom just do something of your own so that's how it happens that's phenomenal i love that that is great do you did she send you shipments when you were in la where she's sending you stuff 
um she she was trying to and i told her mom don't bother like because it's it's like buying i'd rather buy 500 almond butters for the amount that you'd ship for like you know a box a little tiny box that's right so that was a question i really wanted to know because i thought that was really fascinating and i was like that sounds true but i can't tell she's an actress i can't tell (laughs) yeah but it's true (laughs) truth is comedy so I have a question that now I can ask because this one is over. Um, you, so you, you, you actually have done a lot of stuff. You've done acting, you've done stand-up comedy, you were a dancer, you were a writer. Is there something that you don't do or you're bad at? Let's see, yeah, are you bad at something? <laughs> Can, uh, I can edit this out of the podcast. Why would you ask your guests if you're bad at something? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of, she's making me feel like really. Um, Imperfect. Uh, li- yeah, a little about myself. So I don't know something. I'm getting Scorpios to like me. <laughs> yes, yes. They always freaking ghost me randomly. And today, in fact, like Scorpios are just so pessimistic in my experience. I don't know about you guys. That my like um, absolutely stupid, foolish, absolutely foolish, unrealistic positivity like puts them off, you know. So they're like, "You're not a real human. Like you can't be like so like like this all the time, you know." You know, like it's just, and and I'm really bad at that. I really like Scorpios. I want to marry a Scorpio. I think they're really cool. Um, but. Um, you're crazy. You're crazy. You, know, you guys are crazy. amazing. I love crazy, and I can't figure you out, which makes me so bad at what I do because I'm good at figuring people out, except Scorpios. And both the people interviewing me during this podcast. <laughs> are what, what are you? You're an Aries, right? I'm a Gemini. Oh, Gemini. thank God I'm not an Aries. Thank God. No, I'm, I married an Aries, and my daughter's a Gemini. Oh, that's it's a great very comment. bizarre. It's a very bizarre combination. That's so cute. Because I'm so more cute. of your personality. I'm bubbly. I'm happy all the time. And then I've got to deal with this over here that's not so bubbly. In pers- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also really, really bad at um, just with, you know, just like the whole dating thing. Um, I don't get it. I'm really bad at that. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's even harder now during a pandemic. Like, how are you supposed to really have a conversation? Not I'm a sure. word hoe. I'm talking to a bunch of guys. Yeah. That's kind of how I am. <laughs> word hoe. Texting hoe. Have you That's watched Indian not- matchmaking on Netflix? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I actually low-key DM'd Aparna. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what's your sound sign? Because I knew she was a Capricorn or a Virgo. And she said <laughs> her birthday on Jan 4th. And I was like, I knew you were a Capricorn control <laughs> freak. That's funny. That's funny. I'm obsessed with that show, by the way. It'll be fun to see you on in season two if it happens. I don't want to go. You don't want to go. That's too well. You can always say no. Apparently, everybody says no. So, Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I want to end up marrying an Indian guy. I'm not like going on Indian matchmaking is like saying I only want to date Indians. I don't know who I'm gonna marry. Like, I'm open to any race. Just don't have a small one, you know. Hey, your DMs are going to be great after this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even my size is. I apologize in advance because a lot of my friends are going to hit you up. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. I know that's going to happen. 
<laughs> well, you know, you asked for it. You put it out into the ether, and that's what you're going to get. So, <laughs> what you wish for. Uh, if, you ever, if you ever get a DM from this guy, <laughs> just block him. <laughs> just block him. Okay. Oh, my God. This is, this is fun. Uh, this, is this is just great. I don't even know who it is, but I'm laughing because you guys are laughing. You <laughs> will. If you get a DM, you will have to. <laughs> All right. So, so hey, <laughs> you're a writer. We mentioned that earlier. Um, you got a, you got kind of got put on the radar. Um, at 17, you wrote uh, really secretly uh, a pretty amazing play, uh, Eliza Free. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of kind of blew up. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Sure. Um, I, I was secretly doing my um, play. I was writing the play while my parents thought I was doing my summer holiday homework. And they were like, this is the first time we've seen Anisha like concentrate, not move and actually study. And I was like, little do they know. So um, <laughs> now your daughter's a Gemini. So, you know, now you know what Geminis are up to. We're always living a double life. Um, that's why they're twins. Anyway, um, I've been very passionate about social issues. So like even in my comedy or in my writing, I always try to include that. So there is a sense of like um, uh, awareness because I always feel like you have to pay your rent for this time on earth. So I've always thought about that with regards to my goals and my careers to always serve humanity. And um, India is like, uh, India has the largest population of visually impaired people. And I never saw them out on streets, even when you have to like cross the street, you know, like people are just crossing the street, like, you know, they're just like doing their thing. But what about blind people? Like they don't, they can't do that shit. You need a beep or something for them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I try to pitch shit to like the government. They didn't take my ideas. I was like, fuck it. I ain't good in math. I ain't good in nothing. I'm going to write a play about this. So I wrote a play. I cast 16 actors from New Delhi who were all professional actors, and I was the youngest in the entire team, and I directed everybody. So it was a very interesting experience. And what that taught me was that to be a leader is to have a vision and to put everyone else before you. And um, the play did well. Um, I got me into my dream school, USC, even though the minimum SAT requirement was 2100, and I got like 1750, which is really bad. I still got in, and uh, I think it's... Also, that whole experience writing Lisa Free taught me that if, if one way doesn't work, that's not the only way. That, that's Did that cause any change um, with that kind of like since you kind of raised awareness? Did that cause any change? I hope it did. I have no idea. I mean, people promised, you know, like at the end of the play, I made everybody pledge like with their hand forward. And I was like, guys, I don't want your money for charity. I don't want any money. I want you to make each one of you here to make friends with at least one visually impaired person, help them shop, take them out, show them the world, understand their life, show some compassion. I don't want your money. They don't want your money either. Right. So go out there and do it. And they all like took a pledge. I was I like 17 know. on stage. Like, can we take a pledge? Okay. I don't know if they did it, but I did my best to spread That's awareness. Great, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So, um, you, we read about this, you mixed a blended ballet and Kathak. Now, I've seen fusion with food. Now, I've seen fusion with dance. I mean, ballet and Kathak, what, how did you come up with that? And 
Well, first explain what, what it is for those that don't, those that don't know or aren't familiar. Um, so like I created my own style of fusion dance of uh, ballet and Kathak and Kathak is a North Indian style of dance that also came from Iran at the same time, uh, a different style of Kathak started in, uh, other parts of India. So it's, it's a dance associated with North India. And since I'm North Indian, I was very much, I grew up in that culture. I learned all about the royal life and, and the historic elements of what courtesans are. Courtesans, uh, were women who were the most educated women, but they were known as like royal sluts, but they were the most educated and, and very well-versed in poetry and dancing and did Kathak. And I just loved that so much. Those, those women, so empowered they were, despite the terrible profession. And I loved ballet. So when I was growing up, those things inspired me to oh, my dog's crying those things inspired me to blend the two because i felt like that's what i wanted my identity to be i wanted to be a fusion of um, ballet and north indian dance that reflected in my art and i created this fusion nice that it's really it? neat yeah it's really neat you can see it on youtube um i know i've seen you do ballet on a skateboard um, I can barely even go on a skateboard and the less do ballet on top of that. So I think you're absolutely utterly talented to even so blend much. the two. It's really, it's pretty awesome. So check her out on YouTube. You definitely want to make sure that you uh, check out those videos. Did you just say Royal Sluts? Royal Sluts, yeah. yeah can you uh, like uh, tell a little more about that? Okay, so, you know, like uh, in ancient times in India, like let's say 19th and 20th century, you had monarchy. So you had like kings and queens and shit like that. And the kings were like big ass infidels. So they there were these house, like these big ass like houses called um, something, forgot. And that's where all the courtesans lived together. And then there would be like one head of all those courtesans who'd always, always be smoking hookah, who'd be dealing with all the kings who'd come and be like, how much you got? And they'd be like, I got 100 rupees, which at that time was like a million. Be like, all right, you get this slut for that rate. And then that slut would actually be very educated because at that time, women were not allowed to get educated. So if you wanted to get educated, you had to be a slut. So they had, they were very well versed in poetry, very well versed in Persian, the language, and dancing and singing. And they could even like write really good poetry too. Like a lot of them wrote some fabulous poems that, one of the sluts became very famous, Umrao Jan. So I'm using the word slut very often because I think there's no reason to shame them since they had so much right. to themselves. I was going to say there should be a movie about this, but Umrao Jan. There is okay. actually. Okay. Uh, my uncle made it. Which one? It's called uh, Umrao Jan. Your uncle made it? Uh, my, my best friend's dad, yeah. He's Googling it right now. That's what he's No, saying. I am just writing it down. I'm Googling I'm not, it. I'm surprised you've not heard of it. It's like one of... I know the movie. I didn't know your uncle culture. made it. I didn't know you had any relation with that movie. Uh, well, I do. And that's also what inspired me while I was growing up. So if you heard that song, yes. yes. that's the movie. Oh. Nice. Okay. That's pretty cool. So you mentioned earlier, um, you moving over to uh, LA, going to USC. Um, there you wrote the Dancer Girl, which yeah. uh, actually won uh, Best Drama Short in two different festivals, super popular. How did your your experience at USC really influence your writing and kind of and kind of mold your style? It didn't. 
sure your parents are glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, they should. Um, I wanted to make the short film. It just didn't fit with any of the story structures that the classes were teaching us at the time. So I couldn't use the the school equipment to make this. So I had to go out of my way and make an independent one. And that's the only film that actually won festivals. So do your own thing, DIY. That's my awesome. dog's crying. I gotta like throw him out of the room. He's going. All to right. We shall edit, edit this part of the podcast while she goes get up the dog. Really squats. It's like I'm I'm dressed up from the top, but I'm wearing pajamas. So I hope you can see them. I'm dressed up from the top and I'm wearing pajama pants, so I've got no problem with that. I will not let, tell you guys what I'm wearing. Great, because I'm yeah. pretty sure you're not wearing any pants. You're a Scorpio. He's probably right. wearing a full a full suit underneath. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's too proper for that. All right. Are you proper? I am not going to tell. There's there's a, <laughs> saying, there's a saying that Scorpios are very sexual. Is that true? That is very true. That is 100% true. I don't know about Mary, but yes, I can speak for myself and Mary that yes. <laughs> that is that is super super true. It's it's um it's a gift and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> like all things, yes. Don't go uh, feminize them. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot to talk about this, but um, after we stop recording is when I'll talk about this. Stuff again. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. We'll keep things professional here. <clears throat> Oy vey. Oy vey. All right. So back on track. <laughs> so you're also the founder of uh, Eltamine Productions. Uh, is there anything y'all are putting out right now that you're super excited about? Yes. So Aliza Free was my play. Dancer Girl was my short film, and then those two combined is my feature film, which will be coming under El Tami Productions. Nice. Nice. When is that going to be released? It's going to be released after I get funding, so I'm working on that right now. All right. Anybody wants to fund her? Let's go. Let's do it. Look Aww. her up. She's not yeah. hard to find. <laughs> is there a name for the feature yet? It's called Aliza. It's called Aliza. Okay. Nice. That's exciting. That's cool. So, so that, when we see it happen, we'll be like, we knew about it beforehand. We're kind yeah, of yeah, you guys did. That's you were true. part of the journey and the process for sure. Can we get a short roll? I think you can. Yeah, there's okay. a big there scene in, in the end where she, uh, the, the protagonist dances. So yeah, there is. I'm serious. Cool. It's like the very end them. where the credits roll. Perfect time for you to show. After the credit, no, after the credits roll, <laughs> and after the thank before. you for watching or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. No animals were harmed. <laughs> <laughs> then picture of us, yeah. So now to the big question. You are making your Hollywood debut with the movie Bully High, right? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we read a lot about it. I watched the promo. You're excited for that movie. Um, tell us all about it. Everything you can, you're allowed to. Just tell us about it. Sure. Um, it's directed by Bill McAdams Jr., produced by Caroline Stella and Betsy Russell from the Saw franchise. And um, it's an independent uh, Hollywood film um, because it, it's it's not something we've seen so far. It's about a Muslim Indian girl who gets bullied in an American high school, but she defeats violence with love. And I really would love for... Um, as many teenagers out there to check out this movie because I was bullied too. Um, so I have like a mole over here above my lip. And uh, in elementary school, like girls used to say, oh, there's an ant stuck on Anisha's face. <laughs> and then, you know, like I, I've been through like a ton of bullying. So I, as I was growing up, like 
I, I left it all to karma. Mm -hmm. And I learned that, you know, the bullies also come from a, a place of like hurt, you know, so I think the only way to heal is love. And I felt like life was preparing me for bully high, honestly. Like, I think that ever since I got bully high, I was like, oh my gosh, thank God I was bullied. Because then the compassion and the empathy that this character needed wouldn't have come. And how I got cast was a very unusual process. Nothing that I had heard of while I was in college. When I was in college, I had heard that, you know, you need an agent to get auditions and et cetera, et cetera. Or you can intern with a casting agency and then like they can somehow discover like how amazing you are. But for me as an artist, it felt like oh, I can't do that. It's kind of like I'm not being truthful to my art. Like if I'm really good, I, I hope that I get it. So I was doing like part-time job, like random acting unrelated. And then I was doing a play at night in the evening called Infidel, which I got cast in right after uh, I graduated from USC. And on the last day of the show, I was really existential. I was like, holy shit, like the play's ending. Uh, I'm going to be jobless tomorrow. Might as well just change up the dialogues that I say on stage and make it my own character. <laughs> so I, my director was pissed, but it was the last day. You couldn't, you couldn't do anything about it. And on the last day of the show, the day I decided to take that drastic step was when Bill was sitting in the audience, my director of Bully High, and he saw me and he cast me in the movie. Um, so it was a really cool experience. And just on the first day, we shot the climax scene. Oh, okay. So it, there was no warm-up time for me. Like on the first day, we it was at the principal's office and I had to like cry and shit. And all thanks to my three weeks of preparation. So what I did was I literally like, I was like, this is my only opportunity. I'm going to give it my freaking all. So for three weeks, I didn't talk to my own mother. Um, as you can see, my mom's always with me giving me kebabs. So I didn't, talking to her was really, not talking to her was very difficult. And um, that was because my character's mom in the movie was dead. And my character was also really depressed and bullied in the beginning. So I had to isolate myself to truly feel what it's like. Because now I'm like super social. So that I did that for three weeks. And that's why on the first day when we shot the climax scene, like I was able to pull that off. And everyone... Uh, did such a good job like to be honest bully high um, most of it we still have to shoot the last scene but most of it was shot in two weeks most of the film because wow. everyone was like with it like no one wasted time no one was a diva on set no one was like oh one more take one more take like please you know like typical model turned actresses no offense but it's true so everyone did a really good job that's awesome. yeah, so it definitely seems like there's a theme with your projects that you take on really have a message. You really want to raise awareness because this is a super, it's a pretty common issue with bullying and dealing with, you know, uh, very violence. So are you looking for projects that kind of speak to a message or is that just happened to be the things you're gravitated towards? I think you said it like you are what you attract, right? So like I've always felt that way since day one and that's why I've been attracting that like, um, I did uh, get approached for a role in which it required me to do very bold things, like because I have this mole, so it's associated with like, you know, the typical stereotype. I've got curly hair too, I'm exotic, so like typical the sexual girl objectify her, and I was supposed to act in something like that. Uh, and I was like, fine, I'll do it. You know, it's a good acting job. And then it didn't end up happening. It was not in my destiny, it was not in my kiss mat, because that's not who I am, so that's not what I attract. I believe in that stuff because it's made sense so far. 
was definitely been proven very successful for you. And uh, it's not very often we get to see somebody like right before they make it. And so it seems really uh, you're on your well on your way. So I'm glad we got to get an interview without you with before that Aww. happens. <laughs> well, I'm going to hang out with you when I come to Texas because my director Bill is from Texas. Sweet. Oh, whereabouts? Yeah. Whereabouts in Texas? Um, Fort Worth. Okay. okay. Not too far. Got some really good comedy clubs out there. Yeah, can't wait to see you guys, you know, do your thing on stage live when I come there. Yeah, there's a lot of cool. great Dallas comics too that you can check out. Man, that'll be fun. Yeah, we can make a whole whole trip of it. That'll be fun. Yeah, I would love to. I'd love to hang out with you guys and experience the Texas comedy life because I've done way too much of LA comedy life, you know, so. Oh, it's yes, definitely, definitely a different vibe. Totally and, different vibe. And understand yeah. Scorpios a little more. <laughs> I do there's a lot understand. of us here. <laughs> there's yeah? Scorpios and comedians, yeah. Wow, interesting. I really love Scorpius. Why do you guys not love me back? <laughs> you don't We're know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys do. You're just not telling me. <laughs> so let me ask you, if you couldn't do acting or dancing, what would you really want to do? I'd probably be working in an NGO, I think. <laughs> All right. I know people at the food bank, if you want to. <laughs> Uh, I know I do that every Sunday, actually, like not food bank. I do the brown version of food bank. It's called Seva, which you should know. Yes, I do know. One. Yeah, good, good. Cool. That's, nice. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So before we end our uh, our interview, we always have a couple of questions um, outside of Bully High. Are there any upcoming projects that you're working on that you sort of want to tease? Yeah, Aliza is one I'm working on. That's great. The one I'm focusing on, yeah. Awesome. Between those two, we got major hits coming your way. Um, so our last question, we want to say thank you so much for coming and doing this. I know it's nighttime for you. It's morning for us. I absolutely appreciate your dedication. And yeah, it's not fair. You guys um, get the natural sunlight and you guys are looking so beautiful. And I'm here <laughs> in this like dark third world country with like very bad lighting. But it's a great third world country to live in. I love India, but just saying, you know, but I won't tell you what happens because I'm technically in the future. I'm like 12 hours ahead of you. So I'm <laughs> Okay. Yeah, don't ruin our timeline. We don't we don't need yeah. 2020 to be any more exciting, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Did the asteroid hit or not? This is what I want to know. Um, that we're going to have to ask uh, Switzerland. Okay. <laughs> uh, so our last question that we ask every guest is, when someone Googles you, what do you want your autocomplete to be? A human who's imperfect. So Anisha uh, Madhawk, human and imperfect? Yeah, who uh, who is single and <laughs> not, really, <laughs> now not, really ready, not really ready to mingle. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of confused. So confused that she created her own style of fusion dance because she couldn't choose which one uh, she wanted to do. So confused that she's speaking six languages because she couldn't choose which one to speak in. So That gives you know. more options for men. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, Before right. we end, I'm going to do the Indian matchmaking thing. So you said single, you know, looking. So what's her ideal guy like? Okay. I'm Scorpio. Scorpio, <laughs> people who are listening. Scorpios, hit her up. Or Libra. Or Libra or Sagittarius. Okay. That, that is the only requirement. Really I'm not racist. I'm astrocist. Astro-racist. <laughs> I'm like, I discriminate like Aries. Uh, I discriminate Capricorns, even though they're like really good and goal oriented and perfect at what they do. Like I'm really, uh, I stereotype them and it's a lot of prejudice from my end towards Capricorns and <laughs> Aries. <laughs> That's a new one. I hadn't heard that one before. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, once again, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, we will have this out available really soon. Once again, make sure you follow her on Instagram or Twitter. You can see it on screen there. And then if you're so inclined, please look at the movie Instagram to kind of see all the new updates for Bully High Movie uh, when that comes out and all the behind the scenes that are there. It's kind of a really cool uh, Instagram to check out. All right, Anisha. Thank you so much. Y'all have thank a great day. Thank you so much. You too. So excited to hang out with you when I come to Texas. You guys seem like so much fun. Hey, that was our interview. That was fun, Tamir. What did you think? It was super fun. I've, I've oh, it's it's fair. Is it okay to say this is the most fun I've had on our podcast? I don't, I don't know. know it's it's getting hard but... to top. It's getting hard to top because every episode is just so unique. But this was a totally different way of uh, having an interview. I liked it. I loved it. Was it. So it was casual. Like... Yeah, this, is, this yeah. is super cool. That's our show for this week. Please remember, if you loved it, please like and subscribe. Share us on social media. We love that. Tag us. It'll be great. Um, if you really, 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 really like this, please share us with your family, friends, and enemies. Till next time, this is Mary Picarazzi. Tanvi Aurora. We'll see you later.